It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And action, away we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee and Cluck Show. Uh, thanks for joining the ride. Uh, if you're not caught up, again, you can uh, get every episode of the podcast, all of our videos, all the social media links, everything you need to know. Stay up to date on the Jason Lee and Cluck Show, including links to the terrestrial show. Just head over to jlnkshow.com. Uh, what are we going to learn today on the big podcast? Oh, I have a movie that we must see. Ooh. We're going to talk about how to make your first date hookup a home run, how to get your home ready for that first date hookup. Hey, we're going to talk about how you get to do it when you're at Wimbledon. I'm not sure. I'm not sure Jesus is going to be happy about this one. Having sex at Wimbledon? Having sex at Wimbledon, but it's exactly where these people are having sex. Oh, Jesus. Is it underneath those little tents? No, it's in the butt, Warren. No, no it's not that. No, it's, <laughs> hey, hey, Jesus not going to be real excited about this story. Oh. And uh, thanks to a brand new invention, we have a new worst person on the planet for today. Um, maybe we should, uh, you know what, let's, let's just get the entertainment news out of the way really quick. Can I interest you in Pussy Island? I don't think I could even find that on a map, Jason. It's a mystical place I've only heard about. Zoe Kravitz. Oh, that's Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Is making her directorial debut in Pussy Island. <laughs> How are we supposed to talk about that terrestrial show? Number one in the box office this weekend was Pussy Island. It's Pussy Island. Now, is that an island where all the pussy is, or is that where they set all the pussies? <laughs> You're going to Pussy Island. I'm like, ooh, that's sexy. Like, no, to live. <laughs> You're a pussy. To, to live, you quivering pussy. <laughs> Christian Slater, Whoa. Gina Davis, Haley Joe Osment, Kyle McLaughlin, Channing Tatum, and Simon Rex are all on Pussy Island. It's a film written and directed by Zoe Kravitz. Hey, Haley Joe Osment's kind of a chunker now. This would be kind of fun. Yeah, I know. Look at me looking down my nose. Hew, 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 hew. <laughs> Still kind of famous. Still belongs on Pussy Island. Yep. Still gets Pussy Island. Wow. It's a story of a cocktail waitress who works her way into the inner circle of uh, a tech mogul, but she finds out everything isn't what it seems at a gathering on Pussy, Pussy Island. Island. <laughs> the film... Pussy Island is currently in production in Mexico right now. Hey, it's off the coast of the Cape of Pound Town. <laughs> what do you think those actors were like when that script came across their desk? They're like, all right, uh, here you got this, this, there's something called Pussy Island. I'd be like, where do I sign? Yeah. All right, let's talk about uh, the one night stand, the uh, overnight hookup, or maybe a first date hookup. Uh, on the terrestrial show today, we were laughing. We were sad, uh, but we were also laughing because we found out the. Legend always was that, that Derek Jeter would bring women home and then send them on their way the next morning, but they would get a gift basket, and he would put some cool shit in there, like autographed baseballs and stuff like that. We were just kind of bummed to learn that Derek Jeter, uh, uh, Derek Jeter says, no, 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 that's not a thing. It's not real. It's not true. And his wife's like, I never got a fucking gift basket. Yeah, there were times when you would hear the story come around through like you know sports media where it was like ten thousand dollars worth of shit. You're like, yeah, wow, man. There were days I'd I'd go in there and do whatever you wanted for ten grand with a fun and fabulous prize. Probably some Harry and David chocolates in there. Oh, like that. What's the fruit of the month club? Yeah, Is that Harry and David's where they take each individual and orange and they gift wrap it and like a a, a plastic 
uh, holder so that the gift, so that the the fruit doesn't get bruised. Yeah, it's got like it's a, kind of like uh, what your father used to do to you, Warren. He would wrap you up so that you wouldn't get bruised, so his fruit wouldn't get bruised. <laughs> <laughs> no, they had like styrofoam netting, like yeah. lattice nets that they're wrapped up in. Oh yeah. Hey, the first time you're a kid, you have one of those baskets from Fruit of the Month Club. You're like. This is the best fucking pair I'm ever going to have. And I've had yeah. that a pair as good ever it, since. It sucks because whenever somebody gets you that Fruit of the Month Club from Harry and David, the pair is like three months out of the year. They just fucking overwhelm you with pears. And you're, the, the, man, I hate pears. I don't think anybody likes pears. We had a pear trainer back here growing up, and the pears were all absolute shit because I tasted the Harry and David pear. I'm like, this one's not full of bees and on the ground at all. I'm not going to go to heaven here. I'm not going to go to hell for eating this pear. It's not yeah. good enough to sacrifice my right. afterlife. So, yeah, if you're going to put a gift basket together, what do you put in there? I, I'd maybe step it up from the fruit of the month. I'd maybe put like a, maybe like a meat of the month in there. Because oh, I know they have meat hey, of the month. Some Omaha steaks. Oh, I'd put a couple of those. Yeah. Put some Cutco uh, cutlery in there. Some bacon wrapped fillets, yeah. maybe. And then uh, I'd autograph a couple of things if I was Derek Jeter. I'd be like, here's a baseball and here's a jersey. You know what? You can wear this jersey as a night shirt. It's going to be a little big on you. Obviously, I think um, the jersey would be nice because it's you can frame it, and hang it up in a shadow box, and look cool. But a baseball, like, what are you gonna do? Just sit it on a little stand under a box? Say, here's the Derek Jeter signed baseball. Yeah, that I got from fucking him. I think that's a pretty good conversation. They're like, wow, yeah, you yeah. got a Derek Jeter signed baseball? You're like, yeah. But if somebody you know was like, yeah, I fucked Derek Jeter, I got this autographed baseball. My first thought would be like, wow, you weren't good enough for an autographed jersey. Oof, you didn't do the butt stuff. Yeah, it must have been about maybe a bat or something. But no, you just got the ball. He chucks out balls all day during uh, you know during uh, warmups. It's hey, not a big deal. What if you're the equipment manager and you're like, Jesus, Derek, why do you need so many of these jerseys every week? You're like, fucking, you never mind, Lou. Yeah, what if you get a game-worn jersey? Because those are different because they have different tags on them. So yeah. when you see the tag, you know it's a real game-worn jersey. That'd be kind of a big deal, too. That'd be nice. Hey, so you and I'd have to like autograph headphones and stuff. Put them in the gift basket. I spent all night with Derek Jeter. <laughs> all I got are those fucking nachos that come in a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> like, thanks, guy. I like fantasy how good we'd be in bed with Derek Jeter moment. That was nice. Yeah. The captain. Oh, captain, my captain. I would say that. I would definitely say that. He's like, that's you not the first to. time I heard it. But, uh, you know, I guarantee you this. I bet he gets harder every time he hears it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what if you said that he spins you around backwards and says, more like crapton. What? <laughs> You know, we could never meet Derek Jeter after having had this conversation. I couldn't look at him the same way. No. Hooking up on a first date, obviously not that uncommon. Statistically, 46 of men will admit sleeping with a date on the first night out, whereas women, 33%, say they. That's, you know, there's a big gap there. Shouldn't it be a little more even? Somebody's lying. Yeah. Either that or some ladies out there do a lot of work. Yep. It doesn't take much. That's why Jeter gets rid of a lot of his baseballs. He's like, oh, that was too easy. I think that's uh, a lot of it has to do with age, too. It seems like when you're younger, hooking up on a first date is like this big taboo thing. But when you're older, you're like, yeah, fucking, of course. This is, we know what we want, so let's go do it. The candle of life is burning bright. Does that mean uh, if you hook up on the first date, does that mean your date was successful and a great experience for both of you? Ideally, I would say, yeah. If a one night of sexual bliss with no commitment, uh, perhaps look at it as a sexual tryout. You know, like America's Got Talent. Ah. They say both people involved, at least uh, you got, uh, at least both people involved have to at least uh, to have a satisfying one night stand or first date sex, one explosive moment to hang their hat on. So 
you got to work harder. If it's first date sex, you got to work 10 times harder than you would if it was like first time, 10th date sex. Oh, the threshold. You got no history to build off of either. You have to give them something great on night one because you don't have those 10 nights out of dating. At that point, you've built a resume, but if if it's your first time out, you've got to be spectacular. Right. You got to tell like a super funny joke at dinner. Whoa. Like, let me tell you about Derek Jeter's sex baskets. Yeah. And if you're lucky. Hey, yeah, he said Crapton, so I didn't fuck him. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty standard. I don't, I don't, yeah. Yeah, it almost goes without saying. You say that, you're fucking off the island. They say there is an orgasm gap, and it's a real thing. Men overwhelmingly say they orgasm with women more than women say they orgasm with men. 55% of men sell, um, Oh, uh, 55% of men say they're into performing with their mouths as opposed to 75% of women. <laughs> What's that little harp that used So which means three out of four women are more than happy to go down on you. Well, I don't think they're more than happy, but no, they, they, they'll they, do it. They, they, they enjoy the dance. Yeah, not opposed to the idea, but they're not throwing their hat in the ring. Three out of four women say they're into performing with their mouths, and just slightly over half of men say yes. I'm telling you what, that's pretty. That's got to be a fucking standard on a first date sex, right? Yeah. If you're gonna blow somebody's mind, you got to do that. Was it DJ Khaled who said he never does that? Yeah. Never. I'm like, shit, man, that's bold. Yeah. Oh, well, I bet he did when he was coming up. But now he's reached that plateau. He's like, I don't have to do that. That's ludicrous. You want me to do what? I could imagine just laying there like, this is all for me now. DJ Collins. <laughs> we the best. <laughs> Are you, though? They say, uh, obviously, the easy solution for a first date hookup is uh, make sure that she has a good time. Uh Making sure that she has the good time that you're just assuming or hoping that she does. You know, they say, yep, there you go. You want to guarantee it, take that tongue downtown. It's a great way to even out the orgasm gap, making it more likely that she'll at least walk away with you from you with a smile on her face, if not a return visit. They say, as much as you would like to think the world is about you, it surely is not, after all. So basically, that was a long-winded way of just saying, you should probably go down on her on yeah. your first night out. Yep, right. So how do you get your house ready? How do you get your abode ready if you're planning on a romantic overnight guest? You and I have talked about it a million times before that the one and only thing on this list should be getting your bathroom, specifically your toilet and sink, clean as you possibly can. Yeah, I... I Nobody it, wants to go and see, like, fucking turd shit all over the all over the, the bowl. Yeah, I took it to the whole other level. Every time I left my house, when, when I lived alone and I had my own apartment and I was in college, I made sure that when I left that house, I would look at... I would open the door and I would look back and I'd say, all right, because your goal every time is to bring somebody home with you. That's the goal every time. I don't care if I went to class or if I just you know went to a study group or if I went out for the night. I would look back and I would say, if for some reason this happens and I'm a girl and I'm walking into this apartment, what are my thoughts? And I would keep it perfect so that that wouldn't be the issue. Not even an errant pube. No. One of our college houses had a really, really bad rust problem in the tub. And it just—it was just awful. So all we did most of the week, somebody had to spend the entire time scrubbing the rust stains off. Because you're like, if somebody sees this, they're gonna think we shower in squalor. They're gonna think that we're made out of metal. Yeah.
Here's what you need to do to get your home ready for overnight guests. All right? Take this out is, all the garbage. Yeah, this is from a dating coach, so they know. There's eight easy steps, they say. Get your home prepped up for your sleepover, if you will. Oh, man. Oh, no. One of the first things you're supposed to do is have that conversation with them. Talk about your intentions for the evening. I intend on showing you my sparkling bathroom. Yeah, I plan on taking you home and having sex with you. Well, that comes out clunky, doesn't it? I also have a hilarious novelty shower curtain I'd like you to see. The first step, because there are benefits to being on the same page when you start, that's why you want to bring it up. Knowing what you both expect can help relax and you can enjoy yourself. Which is, I guess, what they say it's all about. You are right, though. Bringing up that you intend to have sex with them, is that's that's a rough pitch. I just thought it was just a gimme. Yeah. My intention is to have sex with you. Yeah, I, I know. Good, as long as we're both on the same well, that, page. That, and you, like, if you're a guy on a date with a woman, and you constantly, like, I always acted as if that was going to happen until I knew for a fact that I had fucked up or that she was not feeling it. Then you're like, all right. I always let them know that that was Which my was intention. most of the time. Yeah, I always let them know it was my intention because I'd always pull on the front of my pants. You know, just like I was, you know. <laughs> a little tucked down? Yeah, I'm like, yeah, this thing's killing me, man. Really gonna get these off. Me. So, yeah, I'd always tug on the front, let them know, you know, hey, hey. Ready when you are. <laughs> How about we take our shirts off? <laughs> they say, ask yourself, what would make me feel wel- welcome if I was a guest? Think about when you're the most comfortable in your home. Now try to create that comfort for you and your guest. They like it when I shit with the door open, too? No, you mean laying back on the couch with my hand in my pants? Yeah. Knocking over a Dr. Pepper that I stupidly put on the floor? Yeah, usually it's one of in a blanket wearing just boxers on the couch. They say, if you want your home to be ready for romantic overnight guest action, make the evening unique for them. Everybody's different, so think about the small things you can do to show that you care, like maybe having something they enjoy in the refrigerator. Yeah, that's also nice, because every once in a while, when you were younger, they'd open the refrigerator and see that all you had in there was like two pieces of pizza and like honey mustard, and they'll think to themselves, this guy doesn't know how to take care of himself. Make your space for the evening that you want. If deeper conversation is your goal, yeah, I like deep conversation. They recommend putting on a few... uh, Let's talk about sucking this dick in the bedroom. Yeah. They recommend that you put a few conversation starter pieces in your home to help you get to know each other. It would be something as simple as having a book on the side table or maybe a a travel souvenir coaster they, they could put their drink on. Oh, I see you two. You, oh, yeah, you two like Knox, Indiana. That's great. Lovely this time of year. See that you've been to uh, Deja Vu. Hundreds of beautiful girls and three ugly ones, huh? Tell me more. They say stay in the moment. It's easy to get nervous and overthink things, but remember that dates are supposed to be fun. Try and stay present. Enjoy what's going on in the moment. Hard to stay in the moment. We're too busy thinking about the future. <laughs> turned on right now. I see a future of you and I having sex together. I gotta, I gotta am, cool. I, am I way off base or I, just a little bit off base? Gotta cool it down. Why are my feet and hands so sweaty? They say get organized. Before the big night, change your sheets, tidy up your space, keep everything you need for fun in the bedroom handy so it's right where you want it. Yeah, put your condoms in the nightstand, right? Don't leave them in your wallet. Don't fumble around. Oh, they also say in order for you to get your place ready for a romantic overnight guest, think ahead to the next morning. If you know they're going to stay the night, think about what you can do to make them feel good the next morning. 
awkward so you, eggs. Right. Would you got or want to get some eggs? They say you want them to leave on a positive note. Oh, they do recommend you do not hand out a goodie bag, which would be a oh. sex basket. Don't hand out a goodie bag on the way out the door, but a cup of coffee might be nice. That's pretty. That's pretty smart. And just like that, our dreams of being sex basket connoisseurs yep. over. So if you go to Wimbledon, there are reports out of Wimbledon that some fans are loving the new private prayer rooms at the All England Club. Oh, that sounds like... That Jesus is going to be... You're right. He is going to be very cross about that. I told you. Insiders are reporting that couples are leaving the rooms with big grins on their faces and people are starting (laughs) to catch on what they're up to. They're having sex in the prayer rooms. You all there praying? Well, one of us is on their knees. Um, An all-England club spokesperson says their quiet room, that uh, this inclusive space is used for a variety of reasons, including to support those with additional needs and to support any religious requirements or quiet uh, reflections. But fuck it. Most of the time, people are fucking in the prayer rooms. Why would you need a prayer room at Wimbledon? They say sex at Wimbledon has been so rampant in recent years that locals have put signs up this year saying, Game, sex, match, no thanks. Wow! <laughs> oh no, you know what? Are we sleeping? I'm going to Wimbledon. I want to go, go somewhere where they say the sex was so rampant. I want to go anywhere hey, like that. It's, that's the fancy hats, right? Like Wimbledon's the fancy hats? No, that's the, the horse racing thing. Wimbledon is tennis. No, I know, but like... One of them has fancy hats. There's strawberries and cream in the other one, too. What? I think the Derby's mint julep and fancy hats, and Wimbledon is fancy hats and strawberries and cream. Strawberries and cream? Yeah, that's like the conce- the concession at Wimbledon. Strawberries and cream. Fucking, I bet. 100% bet. Hey, Google Wimbledon who, strawberries and cream. Hey, who eats strawberries and cream? They have a little bowl. It's like strawberries and like a, like some sort of a milky pudding. Ugh. That sounds terrible. Yeah, Pippa Middleton. She having strawberries and cream too good for you? It's Pippa the one with the butt. Yeah, she yeah, is. she's yeah. great. All right. Well, here we go. Your worst person on the planet because we didn't know that this was a thing. Um, they call it vabbing. Vabbing. V a b b i n g. Vabbing. Vabbing. I think it's vabbing. The practice known as vabbing. In short. Uh, vaginal dabbing. What? Vabbing. This is going to be rough because I'm not completely sure how dabbing works. This involves wearing one's own vaginal fluids on the neck, chest, and wrists. Oh, I thought it was like weed dabbing. No. Oh, this is like perfume. This is perfume. Vaginal fluid as perfume. This is like you figure yourself and dab it behind your ears and your neck? Now, it's funny because the science, I think, is correct. Why would you do something like this? Well, to spread your pheromones and entice men. Yeah, when you're younger, all they say is like, oh yeah, it's pheromones, man. They'll be attracted to your natural musk. But it is a new trend that is happening now. Even one comedian sharing her thoughts on it, she says, uh, Hey, is this woman suggesting you pop... uh, Is she suggesting that you pop your pussy perfume on these pulse points? I think I'm okay with regular perfume. Thanks very much, she says. 
But yes, they're suggesting that that's what you do because it, it uh, you know, it uh, does its thing and it's in the air and the breathing it in and the pheromones <laughs> hey, and it drives hey, men wild. Hey, for an added allure, why don't you get a little butthole in there too? <laughs> Gross. And then we learn that uh, one woman says, listen, no vagina juice shaming here. So now that's a part of our vocabulary. She says, uh, it feels like a lot of work, they say. But juice it up if you want a girls, uh, they say. The concept of using pheromones to attract the opposite sex is centuries old. Obviously, we've all heard about it. Um, the vabbing was introduced in the Urban Dictionary all the way back in 2019, but it is now gaining in popularity. That's the first I've ever heard of it. Yep, I hope it's the last. Hey, in this era of hand sanitizing, I don't think we should be encouraging this. It is a rough world out there. Yep. So there you go. There's the podcast for this week. That was the obviously the worst personal that we learned because we learned so much from the, the, the things that we didn't want to know. Thank you. Uh, so that's it. That's the podcast for this week. Again, uh, we'd like to thank you for being here week after week. Over a million listens. Obviously, we're doing something okay. If we're not, please let us know. But if we are, share it, man. Uh, even if you think we suck, but you know people who think we might not be that bad, uh, share that as well on social media. Uh, we appreciate that. And again, you can stay up to date all things JLNK just by heading over to jlnkshow.com. On that note, we will see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.